Hello everyone, welcome to Beyond Nintendo, my name is Richard and in today's episode we're going to be discussing one game and one game only, the game that's been taking up most of my Nintendo playing. So, with all that said, as always, do sit back, grab yourself a cover and we'll chat. So, as I alluded to in my intro, today is all about one game and one game only, and kind of the reason why there's been nothing pumped out of this mouth in the form of a podcast over the last couple of weeks, because I've been dragging my heels playing Monster Hunter. I was very fortunate uh, that a community member sent me a copy of Monster Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter Rise, the latest from Capcom, which released on the 26th of March, 2021. Um, And well, I thought what I'd do is sit down, kind of talk about my history with the series and talk about why this game in particular caught my attention as hard as it did. So for those who don't know, Monster Hunter is a long running series by Capcom. It's a very popular series. It was more popular in countries like Japan. Um, it had a following here in, you know, European regions and the US. But it's always been one of those games that you either love or you don't. It's very much Marmite is the best way to describe it. And for me, it was very much, well, I don't really see the point of constantly bashing enemies over the head. I didn't quite get the loop. I didn't get that kind of reason why people were playing. And Monster Hunter Rise itself shouldn't be any different, but for some reason it is. So my first kind of kick into Monster Hunter was Monster Hunter Freedom Unite on the PSP. And I remember picking that up and not having an absolute what to do I didn't know what I was doing at all I had no clue I didn't realize what things were and I just didn't appreciate the series itself and I know back when Monster Hunter Freedom Unite released it was in a a much more primitive state than it is now but for someone new coming into the series I genuinely didn't have a clue skip forwards to 2018 they release Monster Hunter World, which was meant to be set for people like me, um, people who haven't played the Monster Hunter series or never got on with previous generations and em- you know entries, to be able to get into Monster Hunter. There is a free-to-play Monster Hunter, if you like, which is Dauntless, which isn't by the same company. But again, even Worlds just didn't excite me enough to continue playing even though it looked gorgeous and it is a great looking game you had things like monster hunter generation ultimate on the switch before rise and again it's the same thing i just didn't enjoy it enough just didn't kind of get it is the best way and then monster hunter rise comes through the door and it turns up in this lovely steel uh book it's really really um a good looking case and I think to myself well why not let's give it a go let's see what all this is about and 50 hours later 
I'm finally talking about it. I know 50 hours over two weeks isn't that much, but to be fair, you know, there are other, I do other things in my, uh, you know, at home and stuff like that. So for anybody who doesn't know, Monster Hunter Rise um, has the player take on the role of a hunter, tasked with slaying and or trapping large monsters using a variety of weapons, tools, and environmental features to damage, weaken them, and while surviving the monster's attacks. Successful completion of offered quests provides loot, and here's the big thing, typically in the form of various monster parts from a monster which are used to forge new armor weapons that can be used to take on more powerful monsters. And that's where the loop is. That's where the gameplay loop is. That's where the constant battle is. And I couldn't quite, for some reason, get my head into that previously. I didn't quite understand it. I didn't quite get what all that was about but once I sat down and was like okay let's have a go and I appreciated what was going on I genuinely love it the actual gameplay loop in a Monster Hunter game is phenomenal um, and there's a few things in Rise that actually kind of I think for me I don't think I can go back to a previous entry and we'll get to what they are but as I said the gameplay loop is you as a hunter, go into a stage, you fight a monster, you get that whatever, the monster's tail, scales, bits and pieces, and that is then made to create your armor, your weapons, and just genuinely, you know, that kind of steady progression. You do have a palico and a palamute, so you have a cat and a dog is the best way to describe them. So you have both um, animals and on solo quest you can have both of those the palamute and the palico the palamute is like a big dog that you can ride into battle and the palico is the cat and they also cook you food which is really strange i mean you can tell it's a japanese game in some uh, some sense because some of the cutscenes are really just completely out of there but that's all cool the only thing that kind of struck me as quite daunting is how many tutorial pop-ups you have in the beginning every for the first two or three hours you are greeted with a wall of text left right and center and it becomes quite overwhelming in the sense that you don't quite know if you should be progressing a little bit more in this direction because you're not sure if it affects something else there's a lot of wall of text to read and that's like I say a little bit daunting but once you get past all of those and you get into your, your hunts and you find a set of weapons that you enjoy and there's 14 different weapons ranging from great big swords to charge blades to bows guns there's all sorts in this and yeah you just kind of go into a stage beat the crap out of a monster get it get the the gear come back out make armor make weapons go back in and rinse and repeat essentially it's a um it's almost like a boss rush game is probably the best way to describe it um except from the bosses are great big giant creatures and they're the stars of the show they're the stars of the game not you as the hunter i think your main kind of star is the, the monsters and then it's the different type of weapons with the monsters themselves, they have different characteristics, movements. I'm only currently on HR5, so I'm starting to get into that upper echelon of bigger, scarier monsters in my kind of playthrough. But 
the actual uh, monsters, the way they move, the way they react to you attacking them, it just makes for quite an amazing spectacle. And on the Switch itself, it's an amazingly good-looking game. Honestly, whatever they've done with this new Resident Evil engine and what they're doing with it, it's just a great-looking game. Um, it runs at 30 frames per second at... Uh, I want to say 1080p docked, uh, probably 720, probably variable frame rate. Uh, it definitely doesn't run at 1080p in handheld mode. That's, that's, that's not a thing. In this one, it's a, it's a genuine surprise to see how well it does run on the Switch, seeing as it's built as a new game, it's a, in a new engine, but it does the job nicely. And I said at the beginning of the show that there was something I think that's kind of the big thing that you need to take away. The Switch handles this game perfectly, and I know there's a PC version in the works, which is a shame, really, seeing as it would mean that Nintendo had put a timed exclusive on this, and I know exclusive sells consoles and all that kind of stuff, but put it out on PC as well at the same time, or unless the PC version wasn't ready. I suspect Nintendo have put a timed exclusive on it, because that's just Nintendo. This game would look glorious running on PC at a frame rate that isn't locked to 60 FPS or less. And that's something that we should be, you know, being allowing, not having it just locked to one console. But anyway, we know exclusives help sell consoles. I expect this has sold very well. Well, I know it's sold very well. I think in the first week they sold like 5 million copies. So it is good selling strong Monster Hunter. Now, I alluded to in the beginning, there was something about this game that really made me kind of, well, want to continue. And it's mainly the movement, which sounds really weird because Monster Hunter is about the grind. It's about the loot. It's about all of those things that you want to really keep up with in getting better weapons. But the movement in this game makes it unbelievable and makes it very difficult to go back not only can you ride your palamute into battle as i said but you also have a wire bug the wire bug is a new mechanic and you can tell that the wire bug isn't a afterthought it isn't something that they got you know two years into production and went oh let's add this no the game is built around the wire bug system and for those who don't know the wire bug is a bug that you can collect or you have two anyway, but you can collect the third or in your outings. And what that does is it gives you the ability to basically become Spider-Man. And you can shoot this wire bug across the map within certain distance. And you can hover in midair. You can dodge out of the way. You can float. And those kind of things really excel in making the game a much more of a varied experience. Instead of just having to run from point A to point B, you can now run, of course, ride the palamute, but you can also kind of glide through the air with this monster, uh, this wire bug. T- pair that with the insect glaive, which is all about aerial movement, and you can literally fly across the map using the wire bugs, this kind of bomb drop thing, and the insect glaive and you can kind of stay in the air and you can go all over the place it's brilliant i know in monster hunter world the insect glaive didn't allow you to climb all walls but in this one you can you kind of get a breath of the wild feel 
And what I mean by that is with the insect glaive, you can stick this weapon into a wall and continue climbing up. And with the wire bugs, you can run up walls and you can, in, instead of going up the vines where you can climb, you can go up these walls or most of the walls, pretty much all the walls, I think is the best way to describe it. And enjoy your movement that way. So not only does the wire bug improve movement, but it also improves combat. And each weapon has like a wire or a couple of wire bug moves. I'm not really doing the wire bug system justice. Um, I may do a much more detailed video for YouTube in the future once I really understand the mechanic fully. But what you can do in combat with certain weapons is you can have certain wire bug moves, and what they will then do is they'll either allow you to back out of battle or cause inflict damage but they'll use certain uh, amount of wire bugs up depending on the move and there's lots of intricacies like that that kind of play off one one another again i'll talk about the insect glaive because it's the weapon i've been using the most recently it's like a, a martial arts staff weapon where you're kind of spinning around you big open air attacks using the wire bug to ping you up in the air and then hurtle down to the ground attacking the monsters below is just one of the 14 weapons that allow you you know the the movement with the wire bug the only thing that you'll you'll notice with the wire bug is when you're using the aiming weapons the bow the long bow uh sorry the bow guns and the bow the wire bug buttons change. I can't quite get my head around those, uh, the projectile style weapons. Not enough to really get my teeth stuck into them. Um, another weapon, just talking about weapons, is a hunting horn, which allows you to play music while battling, and this music buffs you and your teams. It's always really good to have some kind of supportive weapon. There is no magic in Monster Hunter. It's not a type of game where you'll have a character that can fire fireballs and this, that, and the other. You'll have elements uh, or statuses, statuses um, and element damage. So you can do fire damage, blast damage, poison, lightning, those kind of things. Ice is another one. And then you'll have statuses like sleep, uh, poison, etc., etc. But it's not a class per se. It's stuff to be added to your weapon. Overall... It's been a really good experience. The music is is brilliant. The story is non-existent. Uh, you know, you don't play Monster Hunter for the story. Um, if you do, I'm sorry, but there is no story in this game. And that doesn't really matter because once you get your head around what Monster Hunter is and the actual gameplay loop of getting, beating up a monster you know, and appreciating these monsters, because they, again, I'm going to say this bit again, it just, they're, they're nuts. They really are. The way that Capcom have designed these monsters to feel unique in their own way. There are a selection of monsters, but they all have different patterns of movement, different ways that they'll attack, different things that they'll do, different things that you've got to get out of the way of. And it just makes that every single battle after that is really different there's no one battle that feels the same unless you're grinding the same enemy but then even then you know you can't always it's not like dark souls where you can learn a pattern from the enemy the monsters have a pattern but it's very sporadic they won't follow the same kind of attacking movements all the time 
Some will spit fire at you. Some will, will fly up in the air and they'll attack you from the air. And it's those kind of things that make you go, okay, what's next? The other thing I forgot to talk about is wyvern riding. So with your wire bugs, again, it ties into wire bugs. You can jump on the back of a monster that's been injured. And that might be at a point where it's fighting another monster. And this really caught me by surprise to see it. You'll have monsters that will come running out at you. And then all of a sudden, another monster will come out of nowhere and smash this monster. And then they'll start fighting each other. And you can kind of take a step back and go, okay. And then one monster will get knocked down. You can jump onto that monster and use that monster to attack the other monster. And then you can do like a special move which will then attack that monster for more breaking parts off. And really, that is Monster Hunter. There's, they've introduced a new Rampage mode, which is a bit of a tower defense slash Monster Hunter. I don't really play enough Rampage mode to be all for it. Does that make sense? I think, for me, Monster Hunter is, or should be, just Monster Hunter. That's it, you know. Create lots of monsters, give us lots more things to fight. I mean, I suppose if I spent a bit more time with Rampage Mode, I would get it and I would understand it and I would probably enjoy it. But overall, I think you probably don't need it. You probably don't need the Rampage Mode. But there might be people out there that can can tell me different. So that's kind of my like introduction to Monster Hunter. It's very, it's a very loose conversation. I haven't really got any notes, and what I might do in the next sort of week or so is do a much more detailed review about the weapons, what I have enjoyed, the monsters that I've enjoyed, those kind of things. But I just wanted to kind of explain that, yeah, that's where I've been. I've been stuck with Monster Hunter. Um, it's been a lot of fun. You. The news will return as of next week. But thank you all for listening and we'll catch you on the next one.